You have awakened the dragon. I shall grant your wish. The Bomb Squad podcast will begin. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tim M. Sullivan. Hi, I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. Hi, I'm Austin Zweebelman. I'm Ethan Hawker. And we have a special guest returning for, I believe, his fourth appearance? Oh, cool. I wasn't keeping track. Uh, hey, Johnston. Happy to have you on the show. And today we are... Uh, continuing to roll on with the anime nostalgia month today we are talking about the dragon ball z film the dead zone the dragon ball z franchise is a is a big one it's basically changed the landscape of how anime has been viewed in america forever it's had a huge cultural significance and uh, i think we should just kind of Talk about our history with it. Uh, we'll start with Ethan. Okay, so Dragon Ball Z uh, it was the first one I watched, basically. I saw it on Toonami. Funimation, of course. Um, I don't believe I watched much of the Ocean dub. I, I think I watched a lot more of it when they did Dragon Ball Uncut with the super edgy opening with the red filters over it. <laughs> Just the edgiest AMV I've ever seen. It's amazing. Basically, yeah. And I, I watched a lot of it then, and then I sort of fell off. And then I played Tenkaichi 3, and it's like, since it's such a toy box for it, I kind of got back into it in a big way. And that was actually when I first watched the films, and I enjoyed it, uh, and revisited Dragon Ball. And I like Dragon Ball a lot. I still have a lot of affection for, for particularly Dragon Ball, um, and I like Z, particularly in manga format. And I like the dumb filler. I like Goku and Piccolo driving. It's been sort of ever-present, despite being something I was only, like, very briefly particularly into. But yeah. Um, I like it. I haven't really kept up with the new stuff, but people seem to like it. I'm good. I'm glad. Good for them. All right. Awesome. Austin, history with DBZ. I used to watch Dragon Ball Z after school on Cartoon Network, I think, but I, I've never seen one of the movies in theaters. The only Dragon Ball Z game I ever owned was Budokai 2 on the GameCube, and uh, that's the one where you move around like a board game, and it, <laughs> I, I hear it sucks compared to the other ones. Uh, I, I like to. Uh, it, it was goofy and fun. We, we had a Dragon Ball Z game at home, my mom said, as I, I was looking at people playing Tenkaichi and having a great time. Other than that, like I, I grew up and didn't stay super attached to Dragon Ball Z. I still think it's cool, but mostly it's like really ripped people who work out a lot and compare themselves to Goku, and like cool stoners <laughs> who like Dragon Ball Z in my life. And uh, other than that's probably just an O'Fallon thing. But like, uh, other than that, that's most that's my entire history with Dragon Ball Z. Is I like that shit a lot after school. That 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 is not specific to O'Fallon. There is definitely a specific sort of jock who uh, wants to know who can beat Goku, and the answer is nobody can beat Goku. Tanner, history with Dragon Ball. All right, all right. So you guys have been watching me on these anime podcasts. I bother to come out on, and I always say. I don't watch anime. I don't watch the anime. I don't watch the anime. There are three primary exceptions to this I like to point out. One is Cells at Work, for some reason. Uh, secondly is the movie Redline. And thirdly is Dragon Ball. I love Dragon Ball, okay? This is the anime nostalgia month. In the past two episodes, I've been like, I watched the Pokemon movie once. I watched the Digimon movie once. I like the soundtrack. Dragon Ball Z is something I actually have nostalgia for because it is such an all-encompassing brand that it feels like it's bigger than, like, anime as a concept to me, which I know sounds ridiculous, but that's just my general perception of it. If you go to Brazil and say Goku, I guarantee you 90% of people will know what you're talking about. If I go to... Brazil and say Redline, I probably said something offensive or something. I don't speak Portuguese. So, you know, there's... <laughs>
He did it. He didn't say Spanish. We're so proud of him. <laughs> Why would I say Spanish? Because you're tan. No, I know it's Portuguese because of the Incredible Hulk where he's hiding out in Portugal. So, or, or I mean in Brazil. God damn it. <laughs> Even when I'm doing it right, I still mess up. Point is, I used to watch Dragon Ball all the time as a kid. I, I love Goku as a character because he's so dumb. He's just like me. Um, God, that man is a freaking himbo. He's one-track minded. He cares about one thing and one thing alone, and that's being the best. All right? He'll beat the crap out of you and then be like, good game, man. Good game. Good game. He's like the ideal sparring partner. And uh, every time I see an anime woman in anime for the past nine months, I've said, Bulma. Bulma. And I think Ethan has finally lost his mind because of it. Actually, I think I hear him outside my apartment now. I think I think he's going to beat me up. Oh, no. Up. Ethan, no. <laughs> yeah, I just, I love Dragon Ball Z. I grew up all the time. I, I, I would like in my room be like, uh, towards a wall because I didn't have friends. Um, and then I'd be like, Kamehameha! And then, and then when I found out they made a live-action movie, I went, Oh, man! A live-action Dragon Ball Z movie? This is gonna be great! And, uh, the... Back to you, Tim. Yeah. Ed, let's, let's, let's talk about your history with Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z was my second anime I was exposed to when I was, like, I don't know, seven or eight. The first one was Samurai Pizza Cats. Hell um, yeah. Nice. For great some pick. reason, great pick. Yeah, for some reason, because uh, like I was in the Ninja Turtles when I was younger. Like I, I was that like, one of those kids that was in the Ninja Turtles, and then like there was a Samurai Pizza Cast, and I was like, oh, that's kind of like Ninja Turtles. Like it, it came on TV. I don't know where it came on. It was like you know basic regular channels, like non cable stuff. And then like there was like er, like early in the early days before uh, Dragon Ball Z was on Toonami, and I think this is one of those early dubs that people talk about. Um, it was on, like, a regular channel. And here in uh, St. Louis, too, it came on in the mornings, like, right before we went to school. Like, I would watch, like, the first thing I would watch would be Samurai Pizza Cats and then Dragon Ball Z would come out. And at that time when I was watching it, it was the Namek Saga. So, like, that very small window was, like, my very first. Um, so I, I knew nothing of before or after. I, I think I remember remembering thinking that, like, Goku wasn't even the main hero of the series until, like, way later on just because of the way that um, Namek was structured. And I was a little kid, you know, so I never saw Goku, didn't know who Goku was, and then, like, he shows up. But, yeah, so, like, that, that's my, like, early day stuff. Then um, kind of fell off because it was, like, hard to find, um... The airing times was weird. Um, and then I moved to Texas and Woo! Uh, <laughs> and I didn't know that Dragon Ball Z was playing on Toonami at the time because I didn't have cable because I was poor. But I went to the Boys and Girls Club in Texas, which was like, I was I don't know, I was probably like 13. And that was like the first time that I had cable or even like, I've seen cable or anything like that. Knew that there was a Cartoon Network channel. Um, and then everyone was talking about Dragon Ball Z. And I was like, oh, I've seen that before. And then I started watching it, and I think at that time, it was on the Sail Saga. And that was, like, the lead-up. Um, I was watching that with the people at the Boys and Girls Club and when they were releasing the episodes for the first time here in America on Toonami of everything leading up to the Sail games. Like, I remember when Gohan fought Sail. I, I watched it in, like, this kind of, like, shared viewing experience um at the boys and girls club with all the other kids that were there and we would just like hike the whole time but like i've always been a fan um it's not dragon ball series it's not in my top five favorite anime series um you know secret of what my number one is um it, oh uh, I under uh, attack on titan yeah there you go um <laughs> whoa but i i understand its importance like i i don't really like 
Iron Man, the the movie, but I understand its importance um, of where it's at. So I I will always hold it like Dragon Ball Z and, and Iron Man for that sake in a high regard because of its importance. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Uh, I, I I guess uh, my my history is um, I, I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast. Uh, I, I didn't have cable growing up, so like I, I wasn't able to watch Cartoon Network unless I was at a friend's house or a grandparents' house. Uh, but I remember being at my uh, grandma's house uh, one time, and uh, I think this was this was when they were airing the Frieza saga. And uh, I, I remember seeing the episode where Vegeta kills Jace, or Jace, however the fuck you say his name. He, he just goes up to him and blasts him in the face and fucking obliterates him. And, like, I had never seen anything like that at that point in my life. It was just like, that, that man's just not there anymore. He was there, and now he's not. Uh, uh, I hate to uh, see it. That was that was a whole that was a whole new level of violence that I was not prepared for. So I I I it was the the whole vacation I was there. Like every time Dragon Ball Z was coming on, I watched it because like I don't know I I didn't know what was going on, but I was just enthralled by wh- whatever was going on with like the Ginyu Force and like uh, for some reason Goku and Captain Ginyu are changed bodies and now Gohan has to beat up his dad's body. And it's a whole thing, um, and then they get the Dragon Balls, but then then the old guy dies, and so the Dragon Balls are inert. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't I don't understand any of this context, but it's all enthralling to me. So then uh, I, I rented Budokai Two at some point for the PS Two, and I that was that was like a weird altered version of the story, but like it was still a fun game. And then once Budokai Three came out, that was like my first time really like binging through the story and like that that i think is probably the dragon ball z game i played the most they played the tenkaichi games which they're they're fun but they're a little too much i think yeah once i was able to like buy the dvds of the show that's when i actually like watched uh the show episodically from start to finish and it it was it was something that like i i had enough familiarity with these characters that like even though it was probably like late teens early 20s by the time i actually like watched the whole show from start to finish like i i I knew these characters so i was still like interested to see the whole story play out yeah yeah Uh, that's that's basically uh this this millennial who didn't grow up with cables story of how i got into dbz so uh let's let's talk about uh the, the movie the dead zone uh, or Dead Zone, whichever whichever you choose to call it, because I've seen it both ways. We'll start with Tanner. Ethan came over to my place last night, 3 a.m. He accosted me. I was very confused and scared, and he said, Tanner, we're watching Dead Zone. And I went, but I thought you said we're getting Batsa. And he said, Little Caesars hates me. I've been banned from all corporate locations. And I went, okay. So we're, we're watching Dead Zone, right? And uh, it's fun. It's cute. It's fun. It's short. It's like, what, 50 minutes, if even? 41. Uh, yeah, 51? 41. 41. 41. Yeah, like I said, it's like 41 minutes. It's a short movie. But, you know, they're able to pack a lot of content into it. Mostly just a lot of great action scenes. This is, you know, early DBZ before Dragon Ball comes a lot of energy beams blasting each other. Like it's a sub-8 Harry Potter movie. Um, at this point, it's still martial arts stuff, which is fun, cool. I like the punching. 
Uh, it's cool seeing, like, Goku and Piccolo team up for, like, one of the first times. And Goku's like, I never thought we'd be fighting side by side. And Piccolo's like, watch your back, motherfucker. Because uh, Piccolo's always been my favorite character. I love Piccolo. He's so cool. I said some things about him last night to Ethan, and Ethan said you can't repeat those things. Apparently, apparently it's uh, wrong to want to paint yourself green. I didn't know. Ethan pointed out a lot of stuff to me that I didn't realize about Dragon Ball before, like how they're all named after food or other things. Like, I, I realized the main, the main villain's name was Garlic. I was like, who the hell names their child Garlic? And he was like, Tanner, they're all named after food. And I went, oh, God. So I came up with the idea that I'm going to name my son, what was it, Drum Garlic Junior Craft or something? I think that was the name I came up with. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty great name. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. You get to see Goku do his thing. These villains are pretty fun. I love how he gets trapped. Like, he's at Zod in the Phantom Zone at the end. Just banging on a plane of glass that he's trapped inside. It's really cool. The animation's really appealing. Uh, I really love the use of shadows. I think I commented that to you last night. At one point, Ethan, I was like, I love how the shadows look. I just like how the shadows look in this, uh, movie. It's a lot of fun. It has a lot of great action. And uh, Gohan just goes off at the end, and then he's like, I don't remember it. Also, Gohan just straight up trips balls at one point, and it's incredible. Absolutely hilarious. And he pees on Krillin's head. It's it's a lot of fun. Great, great time. I had a great time. Awesome. Awesome. Good good stuff. Uh, Austin. Thoughts on Ooh. This movie starts off with Piccolo taking a huge shit. The second that, that that title card is gone, it's just Piccolo just... I, I, I absolutely, uh, absolutely like that. Um, I like the part where Kami's all distraught in the beginning, and then the, uh, the theme song's like, How's about some sick licks, bro? Uh, I, I love the very, like, uh, something reoccurring in here, the very specific yet long-winded threat where Garlic Sr. is like, I will get revenge in 300 years. It reminded me of, like, the Futurama Trash Ball episode where Wernstrom is like, I'll get you even if it takes 100 years. I just like when they, uh, when they do that in fiction. There's this one move uh, Goku does where he lands there, tells everybody he doesn't care what's going on, and then wall jumps inside of Garlic's place. And I did that once when my friend got a 360 the day it came out. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the variance on this, like how short it was. I also had a good time watching the Speedy dub. I just learned last night that there are these ridiculous, I think Ethan said it might be French dubs of the movie, where everything's kind of kind of funny and different. If you want to climb the stairs, you have to beat us first. I'm Ginger from Garlic Trinity. I'm Nikki. I'm Sancho. You can find that up on Daily Motion if you want to go check it out. This was uh, this was light work for the podcast, and I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Ethan, thoughts on the movie? I like it a lot. Um, I like it a lot because, again, I like Dragon Ball, um, and this is easily the most Dragon Ball of the, the Z movies. Um, you know, it debuted just a few months after the uh, DBZ series proper premiered. Um, so you have more of Goku's dynamic with Piccolo from like the Piccolo Jr. arc of the original uh, Dragon Ball anime when they were where they're antagonistic to each other. I like the softer designs that you see here before they were redesigned. Like um, they get a little bit more like edgy in the very literal sense of being more angular. 
um, in uh, Vegeta, but like you especially notice it in Namek, and then of course the Cell Saga, they were just completely redesigned. I love all the a the um, action sequences. There's like actual choreography to the fights um, in a way you you get less of in Z, uh, just because of how kinetic they need the action to be, and they convey that with you know speed lines and and beam battles. But there's a lot less martial arts going on. Goku has the power pole. He's he's got his staff that go make big, just like uh, just like Sun Wukong, just like the little monkey boy, just like he used to be. Oh, I what the hell are you talking about? Because it's it's, staff. it's Journey to the West, Tanner. It's Journey to the West because he's Sun Sun Goku, What's Sun Wukong. To the West? It's one of the most important works of literature in the history of ever. The world. Is that a book? Yeah. I like the book where they give a cookie to the mouse. I, it's, it's, it's Sayuki. Uh, I I love the animation of uh, Nikki, one of um, Garlic Jr.'s henchmen, the one who goes tutti frutti in the English dub. Um, love that when he's running along the uh, building, and they use that for the opening of the the Rock the Dragon era opening, um, which is a lot of fun because they like animate the building moving beneath him. So there's background animation on top of him having these really smooth moves. Um, and when he dies, he dies so cool. When Goku just shoots straight through the other henchman's uh, key blast and, like, rockets him straight into Nikki, and you w watch Nikki just sort of turn into lines as he um, is just reduced into nothing. Like, that's hardcore shit right there. Good stuff. Love it. Like, it's just a lot of fun overall, and it's nice seeing them fight in a space you don't really think of with Dragon Ball 2. Like, it's a castle. It's a small, confined locale that ev it eventually opens up a bit more. There's just a bit more interesting stuff going on with the backgrounds than the usual um, wa abandoned wastelands or... Or wastelands, but with a bit more blue inserted into them on Namek. But yeah, I have a lot of fun with it, and I think it's it's pretty distinct. Uh, like I think, especially Dragon Ball fans, more than more than even Z fans, will find a lot to love here. All right, Ed, Ed uh, what are your thoughts on the movie? So when I first watched it back in the day, I hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's because I didn't. Okay, so there are two groups of. Dragon Ball Z fans. There are the ones who saw Dragon Ball Z with Super Saiyans, and then there's the ones who saw the saw it without. I'm in the Super Saiyan group, right? Like I got into Dragon Ball Z when Super Saiyans were a thing. I think if you were to go all the way back, I think it wouldn't be as abrasive. But I watched Dead Zone before I watched Dragon Ball, so it was abrupt for me, right? To see this era before Super Saiyans. Before before the large power-ups, before the large, the huge transformations, seeing uh, Piccolo as more of an anti-hero. He was a Vegeta in the early day, right? So um, that was really kind of hard to grasp my, my, my um, head around. Um, so I kind of just dismissed it. Um, I wasn't a fan of any Dragon Ball Z movies. Um, a lot of them aren't very strong. Um, but then I watched the Team Four Stars dub of <laughs> of uh of this movie you have 10 seconds to tell me what you want before i strangle you with that cowl i want the dragon ball give me the kid what you can't have my son you just want the dragon ball right don't question my methods it. i'm thinking your dad he's a badass forget it i don't think your kid yo ginger all right dragon ball 2 please if you wouldn't mind i do do uh, I think I kind of looked at it in a different light, but also too, I kind of between all of this, I've went back and I've watched um, Dragon Ball to GT to completion all the way. So I have the full series kind of like in scope, 
and having that perspective um dead zone fits um it's a perfect bridge i think it's a great transition that great like missing link pretty much right because the way that we consume dragon ball dragon ball z um in this country it was it was in pieces like i said like i started off seeing um the the namek saga stuff before i saw the saiyan saga before i saw um anything else and then when i finally got back into it and it was mainstream everyone was watching it from the android cell saga right but we all haven't we don't have context at that point because we didn't have dragon ball yet right i think that it was fine i think this is probably my favorite piccolo i've always so throughout the series watching piccolo i really liked piccolo um i've all i've been one of those people that's always saying that piccolo's black 100 um but i always love piccolo um and i always wanted to see his full potential like i always felt like he was always held back i mean he's the he's the like second tier jobber right the bad guys come in and they decimate you know yancha krillin um gohan everyone else then they call in piccolo to like give vegeta time to like show up and then vegeta shows up just so he can give goku time to show up right <laughs> so it always I, it always felt that like um piccolo was destined for more and i think this is like peak piccolo in this movie it's my favorite um interpretation of him um it, it gives you that like rivalry stuff he had but like he takes a back seat once vegeta shows up because everything that he is in this movie is what vegeta becomes for the rest of the series so uh, that's essentially it um not my favorite dragon ball z movie um i felt like it was a good missing link um especially if you didn't watch the all the series you know through and through um and uh you know shout out to my boy piccolo Nice. So I guess I'll start uh, my, my feelings on this by uh, a saying that uh, there's there's two uh, dubs that were uh, produced for the North American market. There was the the Ocean dub, which was what um, Pioneer was releasing, and then there was the Funimation dub, which I, I associate most Dragon Ball stuff with the Funimation dub. This movie is always Ocean dub. I, I I watched an ocean for podcast because uh, that's the version that I watched uh, when I was younger. Uh, that is, I I I watched the Funimation one a couple of years ago, and I was just like, this is fine, I guess, but this this isn't this isn't the this isn't the dead zone that I know and love. And uh, go, going back and watching the ocean version of this, like it's it it feels right. Uh, it, I, I always have loved um, Scott McNeil as Piccolo. Scott McNeil's just such a fun actor to listen to whenever I hear something that he's in. Um, and I, I think he was a great Piccolo. Try to imagine how it'll feel to live unable to do anything with all that power you possess. Then you'll know what hell is really like. That, that version of this movie is just... Uh, the version that I always hold near and dear. And yeah, as, as a movie, I think I kind of agree with uh, you, Ed, in that, like, when I first watched it, it was... I didn't hate it, but, like, I, I didn't think it was as strong or it didn't stick with me as much as most of the other movies because I was more... Uh, I, I was more familiar with the the Saiyan uh, 
era, the like Super Saiyan era type stuff where you're seeing the big blasts and the big epic battles. And in in recent years, I've kind of like been following various people on Twitter whose opinions I respect, and they've all talked about how much they love the Dead Zone because, uh, like Ethan and all you guys were saying, like it's it has more of that like martial arts element. It it feels closer to the original like Dragon Ball stuff, and uh, re- revisiting it with that in mind, like I I do really appreciate that. I think that it it has that feel it's different from any of the other Dragon Ball Z movies which I really enjoy and it's also just a better movie than any of the Dragon Ball movies uh I I would say like the first three Dragon Ball movies are very you can take it or leave it uh I I do really like Path to Power that one is really fun but yeah I, I think that this was like the first time they were able to kind of like go kind of big with one uh it was it was it was still like not like their biggest thing but it was a step up from kind of what they had been doing with uh these movies prior i one one thing i kind of like about garlic jr is that like this this pursuit of immortality is something that you see with a lot of dragon ball villains like it was something that vegeta was trying to do when he was evil it was something that frieza tried to do uh garlic jr actually did it he Maybe actually yeah, he's he's the only one who actually like managed Strong to get Hulk. the Dragon Balls and wish for immortality and get immortality. So he he did the thing that like the big villains tried and failed he to do. Succeeded where everyone else failed, and then he got uh, thrown into the dead zone. So you know, uh, actions have consequences. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do final thoughts. We'll start with Tan. Uh, number one, I wanted to mention this. It's funny watching a piece of Dragon Ball Z content where half of the fight isn't just a big staring contest. I'm just kind of used to that in Dragon Ball Z where they just stare at each other for half an episode. And I love it. I love that. Don't get me wrong, but this movie doesn't have a lot of that. And uh, number two, I forgot to mention it. Why does Goku Why does Goku go off to fight Garlic Jr.? It's because his son, Gohan, was kidnapped. And that makes Goku a father, which means... No. What? No. Do not rock because Goku's actually a very bad father. Oh. I got you. I got you. I got you all. I got but, you but all. But hey, but hey. I was about to say, you better not do it. Pick, Piccolo. Piccolo. Ball, give a shit if his son was there. Piccolo's in this movie, Tanner. Oh, and he's... Dad's rock, baby! Both of Gohan's dads come to rescue him in this one. <laughs> all right. Ethan, final thought. My final thoughts are I I enjoy it a lot. Obviously, uh, even like it, it's retreading some things, a little bit of like uh, the Demon King Piccolo and a little bit of um, the uh, Piccolo Junior stuff. But I don't know, like the setting is original enough and the action is distinct enough, and it's it's so truncated that it doesn't feel quite so obvious as like the cooler stuff um, in in later films or like Turles just being Vegeta. But, but he evil Goku now. But no, I had a lot of fun revisiting this, and I was glad to chat about it with you guys. Austin, Austin, final thoughts. The balls are inert. <laughs> Thank you, Austin. Very cool. Woo! Ed, final thoughts. Overall, it was, it was fun revisiting this. Um, I've, I've, in the past couple of years, I've kind of, like, I've been done with Dragon Ball. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not, I'm typically not done with the series. Once again, I refer to the flag, like, I don't just drop a, put a series off. Um, but I've been done with it, and it's been good. I think 
this brought back a lot of nostalgia for me with Dragon Ball. Um, like, I remember, like, watching this, it brought me back to, like, sitting um, on, like, the school's, like, Macintosh that we had. Like, trying to look up pictures of, like, Dragon Ball AF. And Dragon Ball AF, yes. <laughs> right, like it, it brought me back to like being that kid of like, and like you know, just wanting to consume. And, and I think obviously, because like I get these like obsessions when I when I like something. Like if I really like something, I consume all of it. You know, like I want to know everything about it. Um, and I I really believe that Dragon Ball Z uh, was my first obsession. Um, and, and kind of brought that back. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, kind of revisiting it. Because uh, this is, again, this is one that I hadn't watched in a while. So, you know, fun to revisit it, especially checking out that Ocean Dove once again. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it for this cast. Ed, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote? I'm actually in the process of starting my own podcast as well. Um, nice. Whoa. It's just me and a guy I was in the army with, and our perspective. It's called TNA Talks, um, and it's we're coming from our very specific perspective of two former veterans, or no, former veterans. Former veterans? veterans. They took your yeah. service record away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but two veterans, um, pretty much just talking about nerdy stuff, and um, we're not stepping on you guys' toes, so we're not, trying, you know, yeah. I'm not trying to take your audience or anything like that. But we talk about everything from. Um, Movies to um, anime series, um, anime series, TV shows. Um, we also talk about crypto because he's big into crypto. So, <laughs> yeah, we're all over the place. We talk about news, news stories and stuff like that that happen. So it's just really just us talking because we typically have, like for the past 10 years, we've like had these like hour, two hour, four hour long conversations and then we're just like, why don't we just record it? So, um, I am trying to get a bunch of episodes up before I go, before we go live, um, proper. Um, but, uh, a little kind of like an idea of what we're working on. We have an episode, um, where we, um, kind of tier each of the Marvel Cinematic, um, heroes based off of the fights they've won in their movie. Um... So we kind of talk about, like, who won the most fights and, you know, ideally who would be, like, you know, the strongest, right? And, like, my whole idea, my whole reasoning of doing that was because of the, into the, Sp- not into Spider-Verse, but the Spider-Man movie, um, No Way Home, where Doctor Strange lost to Peter. I was sitting there in the theater, I was like, I'm pretty sure Strange has never won a fight. And, and he hasn't. Uh, because I don't count the fight with Dormammu at the end of his movie as a win, because he lost that. What about an endgame where he held off the water real good? I think that should count. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, but so, so that was like my whole thing with that. So, uh, we, it's stuff like that that we talk about and things like that that we're doing, but, um, I'm trying to, we're trying to get this, I want to get a bunch out before we go live, so. Uh, be on the lookout for that. All right. So that's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening on any of the audio platforms, go ahead and leave a review. Help us boost this in the algorithms. Uh, and uh, we, we have a Patreon. We have um, we have things. Uh, go go click on the things. It's probably in the description. Yeah, we got, we got links. We got links for days. 
uh and uh if you're if you're watching on youtube thank you for watching uh leave a comment below let us know uh what did you think of dragon ball z the dead zone what is your favorite dragon ball movie what's your favorite dragon ball series uh let us know and uh while, while you're there go ahead and hit the like button so that uh we can uh get likes uh and uh it, 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 yeah that yeah there it is uh get, get, give, give us a subscribe uh so that we have another subscriber and uh, hit the bell icon because uh, we we want we want you to know when we do things. Tune in tomorrow night for the finale of Anime Nostalgia Month with Sailor Moon R the movie, and uh, we will see you then. Thank you for tuning in, and remember, an apple a day keeps the uh, highness at bay. Farewell. <laughs> Kamehameha!